Welcome to Front Row Geeks. We just need to. We're already started talking because this is this is too much. I need to turn off the air conditioning. Damn it! Oh no! Damn it! Introduce us. What? What's the What's the network? Damn it! What? Just talk. Start the podcast. It's a podcast. It started. Good God! Intro. Welcome. How do you intro in your podcast? Oh wait, I don't know because you haven't released any goddamn episodes. I finally got the process down. I'm doing equalization on the actual audio. Oh, welcome to Front Row Geeks, everybody. This is Eddie. MPX. David over there. <laughs> okay, let's get back into it. We, we told ourselves we wouldn't get too far into it, but I can't, <laughs> help, but I can't help it. It's my fault. I, I, we're going to start by taking, talking about Death Stranding immediately. Mm-hmm. we got other things we're going to talk about. We'll, we'll, we'll get to those eventually. <laughs> The game is fucking pretentious, but we like it that way. David, what do we say about Evangelion the movies every time we fucking watch it? Oh my god, it's pretentious as fuck. Yes! Keep, keep it coming. <laughs> it is literally pretentious. Well, that's because that's Hideaki Anno taking his baby and deciding to mutilate it. Which is almost literally what this ga- the game we're talking about involves. No, no, no. You're supposed to protect the baby. The baby's good. Yeah, but the protect baby, baby. The baby will be mutilated if, if you're not careful enough. Uh, no. I mean, not really, but I mean... Really, it should. Then have again, most of the characters seem to have some level. But yeah, I mean, okay. So we'll backtrack a little bit of what we're talking about for the sake of the podcast. I just think Kojima himself and the game he created is just going to be decisive because people aren't ready. For, well, not that people aren't ready. Well, I think people it's, just it's, don't it's, have to like that kind of thing. I think it's the fact that uh, and that what he's going to and it doesn't need to appeal it, to everyone. Yeah, it asks a lot of you as a player, mm-hmm. and you don't have to give it to him. You, you don't. That's the freedom of choice when it comes to the game. But the problem is that most of the big name game reviewing are they were expecting accessibility. It's like I, well, I well, it is accessible. Though. It's I super very, accessible. I would disagree. I think only a couple of the major platforms are, are giving any crap. IGN being one of them, obviously. But I've For seen some other big reason. ones. I've seen other big ones who are happy with the game. Konami but then, money. but also a lot of the little, the medium level reviewers, half from one side, half from the other. Users hack one side, hack the other. It's just because that's a Kojima game. That's yeah. a that's a Kojima game. Yeah, like, like yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. going to t- state this right now. The first time I ever played uh, Metal Gear Solid was a demo disc from like that mm-hmm. weird catalog thing that you got on the CD. And when uh, they did that, yeah, for the original PlayStation. Yeah, I know. Like, but when they anyway, actually did that. Anyway, uh, the thing was is that I absolutely could not connect with the game because it's like okay, we get this hugely cinematic intro, we get this understanding of, you know, that this is a dire situation. But, uh, I couldn't get into the gameplay at all. I couldn't get past to the first element. You, you know what? I don't disagree. When when I think back, David, have you played Solid, right? You played Solid? I, I've played most of, the, most of them. Okay. I'm not good at them. I don't know how fun the game is, as far as, like, gameplay mechanics. Especially Solid. Like, what's... Is it fun? I don't. I mean, the gameplay was okay. maybe not that fun, but the but the story and the world that you build is intriguing as fuck. 
And sometimes the way the way he knows how to get you involved in that world is through these weird but you this weird gameplay that just forces you to be part of that world. Well, which is what Death Stranding is. It mm-hmm. forces you to feel the murkiness and the muck of this crazy fucked up world he's built. As you beef Norman Reedus on yeah. a rocky beach. And if you don't like feeling that muck, you're not going to enjoy the game. And you shouldn't feel forced to. You, if you don't like the muckiness, yeah, get the fuck out. You, you don't have to. But if you want to experience what he had intended, you have to, you have to get into the mud of what he's created. Because he likes the mud. He likes you to feel that. Well, as I said before, it's about the reason why he's probably one of the better game creators out there is that he actually has a lot of thoughts in how the thematics of the gameplay interact with the narrative. Yeah. And uh, it... Sometimes those aren't sexy. Well, yeah, this is probably the reason why it's so divisive is because the gameplay is literally turning something so utterly simple and mundane that we look at most video games as beneath us, that we use fast travel to get to places, fast travel to... Uh, Imagine playing Supernova on yeah. Outer World. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the thing is, is that in Death Stranding, it's taking the very aspect of walking to somewhere else as the gameplay itself. And evol- elevating it to mm-hmm. something like Epic and Graduate, which might be, which sounds pretentious as fuck. <laughs> it's but not, you have to be okay with that. Yeah. Well, the, I'm not going to try and spoil stuff because, well, it's just. From what I've played, from what I've played, (laughs) I'm not going to involve the plot. But from what I've played, the whole concept is the fact that like nobody moves anymore. People just sit around in bunkers. This is a commentary on social. There's a lot of rumor that there is. There's a lot of rumor that that, that's part of the commentary. I've heard that it's been fairly political on the idea of what it's about. I mean, it's definitely about connectedness. And well, that yeah, being connected is, it, is important. I mean, that's definitely in there. Yeah, but how well, how is that connected? This you know how is that connected? This actually feels from the various characters because it feels like there's a, a divisive opinion per se within the world itself. Yeah, whether you have like Norman Reedus's character being very resentful to the idea of being connected. and also physically, it's physically, mm-hmm. it's physically ill of touch. Like that's well, yeah. a physical no, characteristic. He, he, it's not physically ill. Is that he has a phobia of being touched? I thought I thought he literally it like affects him physically. No, um, uh, there is the aspect of uh, I'm trying to like I know it's a term. phobia, but uh, I, I thought psychosomatic. It was a... or, yeah, psychosomatic. Okay. But the idea is that his phobia is so strong that it actually causes a physical allergy. Okay. Thank you. That's that's what I kind of thought was was happening. Yeah. Well, no allergic reaction is not a disease. By itself. Yeah, but okay, but, no, it, but okay, it makes him ill. It makes him ill because he thinks it makes him ill, yeah. essentially. And that's how we start this fucking game. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we start this game with dead birds, but and well, we start this game with clouds. Start this game with clouds beefing the bike over a cliff. No, the item that would have been useful. That we'll get late game, probably. Maybe. Nah, I would say mid. But midway? Mid- well, yeah, the Midwest is pretty flat. So, yeah, midway. <laughs> but, no, it, it's just... From my perspective, from what I've played, is that I'm sitting there going, like, okay, he's trying to get people very immersed in the game. And he's doing it in a way that 
I like, personally. It's just, I know some people out there that go like, I should not have troubles walking from point A to point B, and I'm like, uh, this is a real, very real world, and he's carrying like hundreds of pounds on his back. Welcome to Jackass. And you don't think you'd beef yourself on a goddamn pebble beach? Oh, boy. You should probably comment on what beefing means. Uh, beefing is basically when Norman Reedus takes a fucking dive into the ground. Face first. I've had him beef into a rock. I have not fallen once. I've fallen a couple times. Uh, I had it so many times during that one mission. It's weird because, uh, I I don't want to mention it. I don't want to spoil too much, but, uh... After you do the the, the the one mission where you deliver uh, deliver the very large unwieldy package, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the part after that, did you get caught or did you? Yes, I did once. Yay! I'm the only one that hasn't. But I got the hell out of dodge after that. Well, considering like what happened after that, uh, like he got caught. You well, got caught. I almost got hit with the uh, Octo Shark. Oh shit! Okay, no, I just, I just because got because I messed up greatly because I kept on holding circle, expecting it to work like all the other holding circles, and it's like, no, no, it's like, what is going on? And uh, oh, it's tap the button, not hold the button. Here's the weird thing: is that I I got past that part, but I got a worse grade than you. Yeah, that's I've been because you really. I've been getting awesome all the time. No, well, no, no. If he ended up falling over on his ass every single time and damaging the package, that affects <laughs> it the most. I was, yeah, uh. the, the stupid, unwieldy beefing. But no, it's like, I, I actually got a decent one for delivering the body, but when heading back, like, you mentioned you got an A there. I got a C. Uh, maybe it was the amount of time. Weird. Admittedly, I would think that it would have caused more problems with me, you know, fucking up, but... Getting attacked by Octo Dolphin? Almost voiding out the area. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Dude, I, I can't wait to play with this, play this game again with you guys in the beginning, because I had so many fucking questions. It was it's such a weird well, world. Well, that they use terms that are actually real, actual real terms. Yeah, chiral is a word. Chiral is a word, but... Yeah, what the used- fuck is that? Uh, we should probably look online before we do this, just to get it, because it's used everywhere. In fact, I actually no. think that the name of the country now is not the United States of America. United it's Cities of America. United well, Chiral America. No, it's United Cities of America. Just what you, yeah, UCS. Yeah, they did say that. U- oh. UCA stands for that, United Cities of America. Are you sure it isn't Chiral? Well, and, 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 technically that's what we're going to, oh, spoilers. That's what we're trying to establish. Because there technically is no United States of America. Great again! Shut up! After we probably beefed the entire universe with the 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 explosion. I'm still waiting for the. Ah, here we go. Uh, Chiral, uh, asymmetric in such a way that the structure—it's a chemistry term. Oh, that we're talking about spirally. In other words, your hands are chiral. Yeah. Symmetry. Yeah, uh, asymmetric in such a way that the structure and its mirror image are not superimposable. Chiral compounds are typically optical active. Large organic modules often have one or more chiral centers where four different groups are attached to a carbon atom. So, chirality. I can't speak to Wow. 
uh, would be basically... Where's Schoolhouse Rock when you need it? Yeah, but uh, chirality would be something, as MPX put, your hands. Yeah, they, they are basically mirror images. Oof. But okay. Yeah, this, this game's going to take some digestion. Jesus. Okay. And that uh, probably explains the entire uh, death stuff because of Sendor chiral self. And, yeah, so I guess if we're going to be more specific now, because I know we've been talking a lot about the meta conversation yeah. going right now. <laughs> more to my own experience, there is something really intriguing about the gameplay so far. Yeah. Like, like we... Well, well, I think none of us have played past the prologue in chapter one. Also, Eddie, but just to, well, sorry no, to interrupt. We've got in chapter two. I, okay. I was kind of hoping you had not touched the game at all, mm -hmm. because I would have gone like, go full speed, just full speed it, just so we could I was. see you beef it. I was, but I, but I was pretty good about not beefing it, unlike somebody apparently. <laughs> well, well, actually, ran, I'm not that bad. I ran full speed from the ghosts. I ran full speed from the ghost one. They're not. They're not ghosts. They're BTs. Whatever. They're B actually. What does whatever? BT stand they haven't said beach yet. thing. Beach thing. They didn't. Have they not mentioned in the game? I just know that from experience. Beach thing. BT stands for beach thing. Oh, so beach. they're stranded. Essentially. Yep, you got it, buddy. Okay. And then baby. BB is bridge baby. Yep. Well, I know that they said that. Yeah. So but yeah, beach thing stands for. Because that's what they are. That's why, that's why there's that fucking imagery of the beach every time. And then they, they constantly mention, like, the beach. Mm -hmm. Which, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they'll explain more at some point. But, but no, I was kind of hoping to trick you and, like, oh, just go forward. That's my phone. It's my phone! My phone! God. Okay, let's continue this conversation. But, no, I think it's fun. I'm actually really, well... Well, I think the gameplay You are actually is. getting immersed into it. Yes. Yeah. And and then, I, because I know... Because I've read reviews, so I know it escalates. I like to know... I like how they're really inching you toward that escalation. Mm -hmm. And I like how they give you time to feel, get a feel for it. That, yeah, it's wobbly, it's weird. But you'll eventually master that weirdness. Mm -hmm. And then we'll be able to do some crazy shit, which is yeah. like what other great kings do. Like Legend of Zelda is all about, like, okay, we're gonna give you this little bit right here. And then by the time you're at the end of the game, it's like, man, I can't believe I'm doing this crazy shit now. I would never imagine I can do it at the beginning of the game. Well, because that's what this stuff is. Well, but, unless it's uh, the latest Zelda where you could do most of the crazy shit from the beginning of the game. You it just, was only a matter of experience. Yeah. Uh, the the one thing that I'm sitting there uh, sitting is trying to figure out a few things because. Well, this is a Kojima game, which means that, based off of some of his other games, there's going to be hidden mechanics in, in, in it. Well, I already found the urinate, by the way. I haven't done that yet. Uh, Should I tell you where it is? No, yeah, but when we get started in the you game. You have to equip it. When, when, oh, when, oh we, when we start playing. Okay. But, no, the it's the fact that, like, technically, uh, I found out that uh, any type of emissions actually uh, play into the whole Kyrillian thing. Um, has anyone ever, sorry, tangent, has everyone ever purchased anything from DH Gate? No. DH Gate? Gate. Uh, I can't say that I have. That's not something okay. I've heard of. Tangent over. Okay, but no, it, from, uh, from what I've played, and I'm actually really looking forward to this game. Yeah, because there you go. Like, not looking forward as in like, oh, hey, it's coming out, no, it's more, it's like, I'm looking forward to see what the hell happens. Mm -hmm. Because a this is this takes place after an apocalypse. This is a post-apocalypse. Actually, I'd like to think that this is sort of Kojima Riley saying, "I can do zombie apocalypse better than the rest." It, it is. It, 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 it's it's kind of zombie, but it not is. really. 
Well, uh, that's the, the magic the, of the it. The BTs are way too different. Well, that's the magic of it. It's, it's not. the dead coming back. It is the dead coming back. But they're not coming back in hordes, which is usually the they problem. They are. They are. Okay. 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 All right. You know what? What about There's, the rainbow events? That's that's more like a fucking nuclear weapon as opposed to a horde. Because it's, yeah, but it requires somebody to die first. I don't really think you compare this to your zombie apocalypse movies. I can't well, wait to see I the, 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 the utter that's ultimate That's the reason event. why it's so inventive. It essentially takes the zombie apocalypse movie and then turns it on the heads because it's not about the traditional idea of a bunch of corpses shambling at you. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't know, a previous game that had Kojima's name on it? Metal Gear Solid Survive? I didn't play that one. Yeah, but you ended up having zombies. Mm. Also, cool. I, I made the joke because of the whole rainbow stuff. In fact, I wonder if that's the entire reason why he did this. Is because Konami Bill, suggested, fuck you. we need to make a game with zombies. And Kojima was going, no, no, no zombies. And they said, yes, zombies, you're fired. And he says, fuck you, I'll make better zombies. <laughs> what, was that about rainbows? Okay, so like we, we, we know that the rainbow, uh, like, so somebody sees a rainbow, it's like, holy shit, moment. Mm -hmm. So my thought is like, would the ultimate... Were bad event would be a double rainbow. <laughs> double <laughs> rainbow! Double rainbow! No! Here's the question. <laughs> would they show up within each other or be like an infinity symbol? Ooh. It'd be the eye of God and then you'd be destroyed. <laughs> it, it would blink and then that would, and that would be it. <laughs> no, uh, no I'm, I'm still I, waiting for the fifth explosion. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it... I am on uh, like I'm going to say that like graphics wise, it's actually staying fairly true to its early uh, trailers. Yeah, it's fair. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty. Also, a little uh, glossy but pretty. The one thing is that it it did confirm one theory that somebody posted uh, that somebody posted mm -hmm. is that the trailers that it released are in reverse order. No, not quite. What? They're not quite in reverse order. I mean, this one. I mean, uh, I forget the exact order per se. Like, obviously, the most latest trailer has some of the most earliest gameplay and subsequent backwards, but we ended up seeing him on the beach with BB standing up and seeing, like, the beach as the title drops was what the first trailer, remember? Right. And then we saw uh, some of the later stuff that we saw in, like, trailer number three or four uh, after that. So it's not exactly reverse order. Not to mention we haven't seen Gilmar uh, Del Toro's uh, character uh, connect to a bridge baby and trying to hide from Mads Mikkelsen's character. Admittedly that may have been just simply, you know, God, check I demo. I can't, believe, I can't believe how long ago that was. <laughs> well, that scene. was the second trailer. I know. I it seemed like forever ago. It's like another lifetime. Well, he released the first trailer for Death Stranding, like, what, exactly one year after leaving Konami? Um, if I recall, technically, Death Stranding was supposed to be, like, as soon as the PS4 came out. What? Because it... Hmm. No. I don't know if it was... He only, started, he only started developing this game in 15. Well, yeah, but it's a lot faster to just make a uh, trailer of a cinematic idea. I mean, like... I don't know exactly how much of the game was already constructed at that time, but I'm thinking that that was just simply a cinematic trailer at that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And not in-game footage. Yeah, everybody was in range. Because that's what you're you were still making friends with celebrities at that time. Yeah. 
which is why I constantly make the joke about this game is technically called Norman Reedus and the Funky Fetus. <laughs> Subtitle, <laughs> Kojima and Friends. <laughs> because, like, literally, somebody goes, like, every time Kojima has a new friend, they show up in Death Stranding. Is he trying to kill his friends? Or is he trying to connect everybody? <gasps> Ooh. We're going to be making all these jokes about this, Kenny, about being connected. Okay, is there anything else we need to say about this game? I think we've, we've covered our bases. Death Stranding is certainly the game of the season. Yep. It is definitely going to be probably talked about for a bit. I mean, I think we can say you should play it, but we know it's a big ask, like, just like we said. So find a friend and, pl- and see them play and think if you want to, I want to fucking try that. Because if you can, if you say that out loud while watching gameplay, yeah, you should probably play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you don't want to buy a PS4 but you have a PC, it's going to be on Steam next year. Sure. Yeah. Okay. January. They already put up the pre-purchase thing cool. like the day of it being released. That's cool. Yeah. That's, 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 that's interesting it. for a Sony title. Uh, I think maybe that some things. I mean, or maybe that's um, the deal with Kojima. It's like, hey, admittedly, we would love to have Bloodborne on the PC, but that's not happening. Anyway, to next topic. All right, should we get into Outer Worlds? Which, which I have to ask, have you, have either of you played Outer Worlds? No, it's just me. Just you. Okay. Then yeah, we can try to rehash what we talked about. Cause that's another one we kind of went deep on, even though I told myself I wouldn't, and we did. Um, we always do. I know, but just I like talk, talking. Talk, talk, talk. Like in Outer Worlds. Yep. <laughs> so, it's a great game. Which, by the way, the funny story about this is that I wasn't planning on buying it. Really? Yeah, I was not planning on buying it. Not until I wanted to play it, okay. but I wasn't planning on... like. There's too many other things going on. Okay. So I was like, okay, I'm going to put that in my back pocket and play it. Then I found out it was on Game Pass. And then I found out, oh, I'm still paying for Game Pass the last four months. Oh, I have it. Okay, let's play it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we basically downloaded it from the Windows Store. Yeah. And, and I canceled my Game Pass, so I have two weeks to finish this game, which I'm almost done, so it's not a long game. Mm-hmm. I'll just wait for it to get on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because one thing that I've heard is that they're going to be allowing Stein Workshop for the Steam copy. Oh, okay. So, they are probably going to try and get the mod community in on it. In that case, we'll, we'll see how things turn out in that case, after that comes out. Because I do like the game. Let me start about it. It's, it's a pretty great game. It reminds me a lot of New Vegas, just like all the memes are saying. Um, yeah, and I think it's really great. Uh, from what I've heard, th- this is just from various people that, have, uh, that I've just kind of been on Discord or places. A lot of them do like the variety that you could play the game. You're not stuck doing the quotations stealth archer. Or you get screwed if you end up deciding to go talky versus shooty. Yeah. Um, they like the fact that you can go completely talky. You don't even have to do combat. Well, that's because the stats could have fucking you to fooled me. Combat. Because I feel there's a few places where I couldn't, I couldn't avoid combat. Well, I mean, like you could avoid like almost eighty to ninety percent of the combat. Yeah. But, it, it, and this is not a criticism, I think it's just how I built my character. Um, for like the first 10 or 15 levels, I, I was avoiding fights because I, didn't, I couldn't fucking fight. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I was trying to build a brainy character, mm-hmm. and I just couldn't fight anything without getting trashed. I, I would just get trashed all the time. It wasn't until I raised my gun stats a little bit, which again, I wasn't trying to focus on, but I raised it so I can, like, like a sniper build. So I had to turn into like a smart sniper build so that I could survive anything. Um, so it wasn't until level 15 when I found a really strong sniper rifle. I was like, oh, okay, now I can fucking survive. The way I heard the way that you do the talkie build is, like, is there a charisma stat? 
Yeah, there's a there's yeah. A persuade. Basically, it's inter- it's basically persuade and intelligence. Yeah, but you can't persuade a pro- a, a beast. Yeah, but you're, even though you have persuasion, it still has a combat relapse statistic or something. Yeah. And then my... I forget the, what it is. And then my, my companions always feel squishy, which, again, is just part of the gameplay, not a complaint. It's just, just how it is. Yeah. So, uh, like, yeah, for a long... I spent, like, the first, like, ten hours of gameplay just trying to fucking survive every time I wanted to do something. It wasn't until I could start headshotting people where it's like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm in control again. And I've just been headshotting people ever since. But and then upping my science and engineering ability so I can crank out strong weapons. But no, I, I've been hearing a lot from the Outer Worlds is that, like, literally, you have a lot of options to play the game. You are not railroaded into... You have to talk to this character. You can't kill this character. You have to kill this character. Yeah, like, there's, there's a lot of freedom. There's no question about that. But I don't think it's uniquely... It's, like, not, it's not in a unique way. Because when I, before I played it and I heard people talk about it, they make it sound like, oh, this is... You could do anything. You what, could become no, the no. king. No, but they're saying that as like, a, well, in Bethesda games, you wouldn't have this kind of freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you would. Actually, based off of some of the... This is just odd. Like, when I'm playing, like, not Skyrim, but Oblivion, I kind of feel, like, really shitty when I go Magic Route because then it's like... Oh, you're going magic. And you're super squishy. Well, that makes sense. So it, it starts forcing me down, like, oh, you need a heavier armor stat. But then it's like, I want to kill things from goddamn range. Which is what I ended up having to do, but I was squishy for the first few, few levels, too, just like I was saying. And that's where the joke of stealth archer comes from, is that basically you are doing... You are basically sneaking through and attacking at super range. Yeah. Where nobody sees you, where it's like, I'd rather just... I want to be more mid-range with magic so I can just do AoE spells and go, fuck you? Yep, I can't do mid-range. Every time I do mid-range, I still get fucked up. Like, kind of now I can do it, but that's only because, one, I mean, I've cranked out weapons with, like, certain builds of weapons so that, oh, your weakness is this, here you go. And then I have a one of the weapons, one of the unique weapons in the game is this weapon that, like, shoots out, like, a splurge of something, and it... Like fucks with gravity and then everyone it, like levitates everybody, and I just let my companions kill them at that point. So like that, that's inc- that's that's the only way I can do mid range at all, and even that doesn't guarantee I survive. Mm-hmm. Especially if I end up in a fight with like a like a quote unquote boss. Oh, it's fucking hard, because then obviously I don't have the element of surprise anymore. I don't get sniper shots, and none of my my mid range is super effective. So, and this whole time also in that gameplay, I'm having to worry about my companions because of my mode and I'm on. My companions have permadeath if I don't keep them alive. So, hmm. so yeah, they're still. Oh yeah, you're playing on the hardest difficulty. Yep. Hmm. Which involves permadeath and all the other bells and whistles. Oh, I have to constantly eat and drink and sleep. Hmm. And poo. Yep. No, I'm just kidding. Well, you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. It seems like so. A it's, it's, so it's a it great is. game. It's a great game. I have no problems that I don't think it's this, like shunning Bethesda kind of game that people are making it out to be. If I like Fallout 4 better than this, for sure. Like, yeah, I think Fallout 4 was a more... Yeah, had, but had as offers I a lot more. pointed over to you, mm-hmm. uh, if you had the, some of the features from Fallout 4 in the Outer Worlds, you would probably like the Outer Worlds more. Maybe. 
Because I, I think Outer like, Worlds is short. I think it, it isn't doing as much with plot and companions and setting quests as much as Fallout 4 was doing. Mm-hmm. It's a smaller experience than Fallout 4. Not that that's bad, but it is. Well, it's a smaller team. It's not as big. It doesn't have Bethesda money. And and in quality-wise, I think the quality is, is on par with what we get from Bethesda, honestly. Except, I think the, uh, the only... Actually, thing, how buggy is it? Not very buggy. Okay. Um... I think the, the one of the few negatives that I have with it, like pure negatives, I think the companions are very shallow. Well, not very shallow. That's putting it two D. You feel that they're two D. A little bit. Like there's they're intriguing in, in a way, and they're just not very fleshed out. Yeah, they're just not very fleshed out. Not like a Fallout companion. And like I care about. I think I have one at most. I really care about the rest. Are like okay, I, I like having you around. You only have one waifu. There's no waifuing in this game. No. Not until the mods get their hands on it. Oh, yeah, maybe. But, um, it's, I mean, that's fine. Uh, I, obviously, one of the pluses was that I think this is what people really thought of, is that unlike the, where Fallout 4 went, there's a ton, a shit ton of, like, dialogue options in this game. Like, not just, like, two or three at a time. They really made it a point to bring that back. And I, thought, I think that's an improvement. I think... Fallout 4 shied away from it for various reasons, but I think they can go back to it without a problem. Mm-hmm. I think they need, they need to consider that. Um, yeah, and then, like, items are fun. I think maybe outfits could use a little more going on there, but oh well. Um, it's quirky. Like, I, you can't help, you know, as a big fan of the Fallout 4 series, you, you can't help but think of how they do satire. And how they've made the Vault Boy this this like icon of satire for us in sci-fi video games, and I think they try that with a couple of things in, in Outer Worlds, and just none of it lands the same way. Moonface. Yeah, like even like it, like obviously everything is satire because it's all like like hyper like hyper late galaxy spanning capitalism in this world. So there's always that like feeling of like oh corporations doing their funny shenanigans again. That's almost a staple in a lot of sci-fi anyway. So it's well, not... considering that like a lot of people that do sci-fi tend to also mix in cyberpunk, mm-hmm. or at least a certain kind, uh, certain elements from cyberpunk, which is the mega corporations. Yeah, and I mean, you're basically having corporations that rule the galaxy. Or rule portions of the galaxy, and then they just start fighting over various things. Yeah. Um, which, in some cases, are kind of fun. Others, like... I'm saying all this, I, and I think everything you've heard, good you've heard about it is warranted for this game. Like, I know it's getting on like nines everywhere from all these places. It's definitely warranted. I, I just think that if you're you're being dishonest, if you're saying like this game is immediately better than Fallout 4. I'm not saying it's better. I'm just well, saying... Well, not, not you. Uh, royal you. Royal you. <laughs> the public you. you. What royal you? The public you. Yeah. Her? The masses. The, the consensus. The, the The... the um, what's in what's in Kogias, the thing that rules things? Britannia? No, no, no. When they in that weird world, weird world, and he uses his kiosk on the. the sky. On God. Sure. I don't know. That's season two. Forgetting? I have not seen se- I have not seen season two. You what? No. Seriously, how are we friends when you haven't seen season two of Kogias? Because I heard it was bad. It was fucking amazing. It's the best anime. I was I watching season two of Gundam Double O. 
Well, first of all, both of those things happened at the same time, and they created some bad vibes, such as, like, the first season of Double O was pretty good. I never watched Double O, so... Well, the first season is good. And then it becomes pretty derivative season, because... Tokyo is fucking amazing. I'm not saying that it can't be, but I ended up hearing that the problem was is that you end up going into season two with essentially everything being reset, and you have to go through, like, essentially the same character beats to finally get to the final ending. It's only just like two episodes to, to get back into where it was. Uh, yeah. it, it's not... It's a big it, it's, it's barely an arc. It's more of just like... I think they literally do it because... I'm because I mean, I watched it after it was all done. But yeah. I'm pretty sure there was a significant time between when season one was released and when season two came out. Well, first of all, that's the entire problem. Is that, okay, the way they were doing it for that season was instead of having them be back-to-back as traditional... You would they end up doing Kogius season one was like Double uh, O Kogius R one and then Double O season two and then R two for Kogius. Yeah. Therefore, you ended up having this huge break of like at least six months between. Yeah. Which so, disconnected all that, all that really things. led to was one one episode where your, your protagonist has to be resurrected in a way. That's it, and it's fun anyway. Anyway, off topic, but. Tell me, you should watch Code Geass season two nah. or one, please. I already know what the spoiler is, so Damn it's like, like I already. Well, know I mean, of course done. you do, but it's still a fun ride. Okay. More of the stories that Outer Worlds is a good game. You should play it. Yeah. I just and I know I I, I might be accused of being too much of a Bethesda fanboy, which I am. Mm-hmm. I like Fallout. Ever, ever since Fallout Three came out, I've been behind that all the way. I, God, I'm gonna cosplay as Fallout when one of these days when I buy the costume. What Fallout boy? No, the ring. Ah. <laughs> no, the with the, the ranger. I want a ra- ranger outfit. That's what I want. Really? From Not New Vegas. Power no, it's too bulky. It's too much. Okay. And everybody does it. Yeah, well, but it's also like iconic. Yeah, so like not, it's I don't blame anyone for doing it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, recommend it. It just I don't know. Other than maybe specifically the story itself, if the story itself means something to you, yeah, I can maybe understand why you think it's better than Fallout 4. Otherwise, I think Fallout 4 just, just does everything as good if not better in some cases. Okay, not to knock the Outer Worlds, it's still a great game. It deserves to be out right now. I'm not saying like it's some backward, going backwards and something. It's, I don't think it's... Don't pretend it's... We don't haven't pretend had a that it's a 10 when it's a, we, more of an 8.5. More like... Oh my god, we haven't had a good old Fallout game since New Vegas. Mm, you didn't play Fallout 4, I guess, because it was fine. It was great. Yeah, 76 is a diff- different disaster altogether, but not because well, of that Well, 76 is an entirely different disaster, yeah. mainly because it was... It wasn't. And I still think they could have done it. They just... I don't know what was missing. I don't know why they, they fucked up the way they did. But I was excited for the idea of an MMO Fallout. Like, I'd, I'd still hope they have Fallout 77 and do it better. Uh, <laughs> if they do, if, like if they do a fall, uh, fallout MMO, a lot of people. I'm have been sorry, with this year with current releases such as WW2020 and uh, uh, NBA tomato maybe. tomato. Uh, <laughs> what does that to do? I mean, yeah, I know it's bad. But what does it do with, with, with Fallout 77? <laughs> because they got released really this year. Want to be shoved out the door continuously? Yeah. Okay. That that yeah. is a bigger problem in the industry. That's for sure. I'll give you that. Uh, but it's a fine game, so yeah, please please play. I I recommend it. It'll be fun. I don't know if I'll ever play it again after I'm done. I'm almost done, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I'll ever touch it again after I'm done. But not because it wasn't good, just because I don't know. Then seeing I've done what I wanted in the game. 
which is good because I really need to finish The Witcher 3 guys before the year ends. <laughs> I was really hoping to finish it before the TV series came out. Uh, which, by the way, that, that could be one of the lessons to talk about. Are you guys going to watch that show? Not really. Why not? Um, I. It's like it'll be fine. It, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Just like this. No. I, I think That's I'd rather fine. just read the books. Sure. Sorry, it's just... Heck, it would appreciate the author more. Okay. Actually, do you know what the author thinks of the show? He's... I think he's helping make it. It's based on the books. Um, like, like between the books and the game, they went toward the books as opposed to the game. Well, like, yeah, of course, that makes sense if the author's involved because the author hates the games. He actually does. Well, there you go. Which I can see why. Well, first of all, as I understand it, that he wrote a very piss-poor contract with them in the first place because he was expecting nothing out of this studio. Like, oh, hey, I'm going to send away the rights for these games. And, and it's not going to be good money. But then he finds out, and he signed it. Uh, he signed the contract as a flat sum. Instead so of, he didn't get royalties for this multi-million-dollar game industry. So yeah, I can understand him being pissed. Second, yeah, a little bit. Like if you made a bad deal, like I well, mean, yeah. I, I mean, unless he was like lied to or like like manipulated in some way, yeah, fuck. Well, considering company. how well, I don't think they were expecting Witcher work as well as it did, and Witcher One is sort of clunking at the time. But then they improved upon it on which and blow blew up it immensely, and then Witcher Three obviously uh, completely smashed out every single door. And the factor is that like, like that, that's the thing. A lot of people with contracts do is like, if you're going to be doing and like, th this is from my perspective, never ever do a flat sum. Never. Yeah. Do a do royalties. I mean, maybe not well, never. You have to negotiate properly and actually you, know what you're doing. You, because I think the other part is is that he, as a author, looked down on video games. Yeah. And he, this has not helped his disposition on this at all. He continues to look down on the Witcher games as beneath him. And well, that sounds like he's. If that's true, I don't have a lot of sympathy for him now. I mean, it sounds like he made a bad deal, and he just wants to blame somebody else for his bad deal. Like again, I'm not, I'm not going to put it past that he was manipulated in that decision, but clearly, getting a expect. getting a lump sum is an option in the world because works for some people. Yeah. He clearly thought he was getting a better deal out of it. He was wrong. That was a risk you take. Actually, in yeah. either case, that was a risk you were going to take. You were either going to risk getting a percentage of shit, or, or get a lump sum and miss out on a larger a percent of a of a gold. What, what? It's a gamble, buddy. Mm -hmm. Like I don't. Again, yeah. unless you were manipulated in some way, I don't understand how you blame this on anybody but yourself. And not even blame because you still got money out of it. You're you're complaining you didn't get as much as you could out of it. Yeah, but you also have to realize this was happening entirely within the Czech Republic, where therefore the sums involved are very different than say American sums. Admittedly, this is all based on the standard of living and, you know, profits and margins and things like that. Because, let's face it, if the, uh, I'm trying to remember, uh, where is Studio Red? It actually is a located. Is it located? Uh, I think it's actually in Scandinavia. Well, Something no, like that. it's not. No? It's not in Scandinavia. It's definitely in East. I don't know where in Eastern Europe. Hey, we'll Google it. Okay. Like, we're probably going to be but, doing a lot today. Uh, but, uh, all I can think is is that uh, 
he was expecting it to be a small title, sort of like how a lot of... Warsaw, Poland. Poland, okay. Okay, I was... Not technically Eastern Europe, but I think that's counted as Eastern Definitely Europe. not close to where I said. <laughs> yeah, well, actually it's closer to where you said. Okay. But, uh... I, all I can say, I have respect for the stories crafted here, because yeah. I, I like it from what I've gotten from the games. Mm-hmm. Great world, great characters, may apply to you. But don't... Don't spoil your goodwill by shitting on video games because they because one you didn't have faith in it before, which fine I guess, but then two shitting on it because you didn't get the best deal out of a poor decision you made. Like, yeah, like come on, man. Mm-hmm. And even then, like there's even evidence that depending on how involved he is in the TV series, the TV series did pull some from the games. You just, they, they couldn't yeah. completely escape it. But well, the plot see. overall will be taken from the looks. Which, fine, buddy. That's, yeah. that's your prerogative. No one's faulting you for that. Mm-hmm. All that said, I think the previews look pretty good. It's, it's, I still live in that... I know we've talked about this before. I still live in that mentality where it's like, I almost can't believe it that we're making big TV shows about this weird fantasy shit. Yeah, it's not that special. But it's not, not that special now. No, no, no. It's not that special. I don't see how... Why would you... You see have that? never seen Sword and Sorcery. Oh, no. Uh, 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 I'm trying to remember the... Uh, and not... Uh, the, not that one. When Things Were Rotten. That was a different well, one. Well, this is different now. Because this, this is now... People are putting Game of Thrones money into these kind of projects now. And not just fantasy era, but, but these different genres altogether. But yeah. I feel like... We owe that a lot to what we saw with Game of Thrones and the like, because people are now ready, are now ready to give these kind of subgenres a chance. Well, and it's also a thing that I don't think it's because back in the night, Babylon Five, which was a pet project of Michael J. Straczynski, and he always was worried about whether he would actually get five seasons out of it. Um, and then there because every time he got to the end of the season, the they really the company waited as long as possible before we were renegotiating and saying yes you're getting the next season and it was like him trying to get the entire plot out and then then because like uh, it it got weird but I think it's only come to a more general public eye since getting more high profile more acceptable and things like that and even then that's sort of coming off of you know things like Lost and other or like Buffy the Vampire Slayer to create this better image of like okay you can watch a more fantastical world or I don't disagree I just and I guess in a way I guess what I'm trying to say is that I, maybe I shouldn't be surprised by this anymore but mm-hmm. it's I still warms my heart to see when stuff like this is given a really big chance and I think this is the witch getting a really big chance and it's and where it's at oh it it's I'm not against it, but it's just the fact that it's like, I just not... There's too many other things on your docket to worry about than... Yeah. Fair. Like, how am I supposed to watch Geass R2 if I'm... Fair. Code Geass R2. Or playing... Or how am I going to watch... How am I going to strand death? Yeah, when I'm watching The Witcher. (laughs) This is such a sacrifice, by the way, that I'm making for this, for the stream, because I'm only going to be able to play this... Four times between now and the end of the year, <laughs> for a total of four hours each, which means 
I probably won't finish this game until May Especially <laughs> when you consider that I've seen the uh, supposed timetables on the amount of cutscenes there are in the game. Mm -hmm. This is like 10 hours. Yep. So, I am making a sacrifice by playing a game that I won't be able to finish until June. <laughs> ah! Okay, that's fine. Alright, everybody, we're going to go ahead and cut this episode off. Anything, any last words on what we've talked about before we sign off and move on to the next one? Play more Digimon. Yes, I don't disagree with that. Uh, should we talk about... We'll leave that to the next episode. Okay, right. everyone, talk to you later. Bye. This has been a presentation of Front Row Geeks. Adios.